Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. It's not another Buffalo podcast. The bi-weekly show hosted by three of the most underqualified sports personalities this side of the canal. With John. Josh was rushed into it either way. It's not like they had time to develop Josh. He was kind of thrown to the wolves because Nathan Peterman threw up a dud or five and a half. But Brando. If Eli Manning can be an undefeated New England Patriots team, then I can do anything that I want in this world. Like, I, you know. And Pat. Well, to quote, rage against the machine. <laughs> what what better place than here? And, um, you know, what, what better time than now? But, um, All right, welcome back to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. I'm John, here with Brando again. It is Sunday. Uh, Pat is still not with us yet, but he'll be back for the next episode, most likely. But we're holding it down. Probably the last episode before training camp starts when this comes out on Friday, which is almost a full week away now. So we're a little bit ahead of time, but not a bad time of the year in the, the dead part of the season still. But I mean, we're all all eyes are on training camp now. So uh, are you excited, Brando? Yeah, I just I am. I was really looking forward to going out to Rochester to get a garbage plate and watch. Um, so I might have to pull some like I watched through the fence, like <laughs> stand on top <laughs> of my car and watch. I don't know how that's going to work, um, but I would like to somehow end up out there some way, one shape or another. Just I could really go for a garbage plate. Like I like going out there and um <laughs> You know, we need some direct coverage from NABP because, know. you know, we're, we're all such advanced football analysts yeah. here. Um, <laughs> we got to be able to get no, a media pass like, train, somehow. Like, tra- somehow. Training camp is like, yeah, it's like one of the best experiences of our childhood. Like, I still remember going out there as a kid and getting my football signed by Lee Evans and, you know, meeting Eric Moulds and stuff like that. That was like, when was, we went, cool. when you got Lee's. Yeah. 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 That was fun. A little Bills so, football, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, I still have that thing. Yeah, me too. Signed it in a silver sharpie, which was I, really awesome at the time. Yeah, you know, like I got that was, that was cool. Uh, McGee and uh, Evans that day too, I believe, on my the brown one that we used to kick field goals with in the backyard. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. with silver sharpie. So yeah, obviously one of the uh, one of the downsides of having an amazing team that hasn't had public training camp in two or three years now. But yeah, so anyway, if anyone has any extra tickets. <laughs> Uh, that they're not going to use. If they can't go to, uh, like on a last second whim, whatever, shoot us a DM. Cause I will. I'm yeah. Pat and doing Brando. I'm, <laughs> so. I'm going to be a little bit further out of range. Yeah. Anyway, we're just doing another episode talking about some general stuff. Looking forward to the season. Um, no word on Jordan Poyer yet. Maybe that'll change by the time this episode comes out. Could be. Um, but Brandon, you were looking at an article about the bill secondary. Yeah. This is one of those times where you can really get into positional football. I didn't really realize this until I played football, the way that the position groups practice amongst themselves for a lot of the time in practice. Um, you know, we would split up and do wide receivers, DBs, and you would go to your D line and tight end or whatever you're playing and quarterbacks, yada, yada. So you really get to, and furthermore in the NFL, you know, that's also a meeting room. 
as well, not just on the practice field, yeah. but those are the guys that you're spending 100% of your day with almost all the yeah. time. How, how you know? rare, like when I think of my experience on a team, I'm with my team for the whole time and it's not uh, an experience like it is in the NFL. And when you think about how important, like Chad Hall, the receivers coach, right? He's running meetings. He's diving in the playbook. Like these position coaches really get to work in training camp too. Like McDermott, the way that the structure in the NFL coaching is so fascinating to me, how McDermott will sit down at the boardroom and he he's like, my DB coaches, this is what I want you to focus on today. And he gives them the outline and they prep their version of their practice and then so on and so forth from D line quarterbacks, special teams. Uh, and then it all kind of comes together for the team drills that McDermott might plan with the coordinators, yada, yada. But it really puts a focus on position groupings. So the one that I saw the article on from pro football focus PFF was about secondaries and how they rank in the NFL, because I'm a Homer, but I think the bills have proven under Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott, that they're like the best pass defense ever, almost in a stretch of like a seven year window. We've talked about that before, um, that they've allowed like the least amount of passing yards. I don't have the stat exactly, but I think that stat is even better in passing touchdowns. Yeah, it's crazy, but it's really good. So the fact that PFF wrote this article, I was like, oh, sweet. Let's see the bills. But then the cover, it says Baltimore Ravens, Tampa Bay Bucks take top spots. And I was like, oh, I already dislike this. Um, So the Bills. John, I want you to try to name the top five teams that they placed on here. Uh, you just got okay, the first so, two. You really only need to name three other teams. All right. Let me think. I mean, obviously, this is skewed. I did see this, uh, the, this like the screenshot of their ranking yeah. went around on Twitter the other day. Okay. Um, obviously, because every single Bills fan and even some non Bills fans are going to take exception to that. And honestly, if I'm PFF, like, of course I'm going to do something stupid like this where I leave like the top secondary yeah. off of the list because I need engagement because it's July and you know, there's no draft <laughs> training camp hasn't started and we need some numbers here. But anyway, I'm not trying to beat around the bush here. Let's see other good secondaries in the NFL. The Ravens being high is, is kind of weird. I mean, I know they were beat up there last season. Um, are they going to put the chargers on there because they have JC Jackson now? Or chargers clock in at number eight. Okay. JC Jackson, Asante Samuel, Bryce Callahan, Derwin James Jr., and Nazir Adderley. Adderley. Um, but they're very young, and JC Jackson's overrated. Right. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Um, <laughs> give me give me the top two again. What was it? Bucks and Ravens, you said? Uh, Ravens one, Bucks two. Ravens with Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphrey, Kyle Fuller, Chuck Clark, Marcus Williams, and Tampa Bay with. Carlton Davis, Jamal Dean, Sean Murphy, Bunting, Anton Winfield Jr., who we talked about in the last show, and Mike Edwards. Okay. Uh, I'm going to guess they have the Rams up there. Uh, The Rams clock in at number nine right after the Chargers. Um, Yeah, because uh, they said Ramsey. They're really talking about how good Ramsey is here. And that's the first player who comes to mind. Jordan Fuller is another one, but they said outside of Ramsey, if uh, they didn't have Ramsey, they would be so much lower in the rankings. So maybe not a whole unit as of just one superstar there. Let me think. uh, Let me give you a little tip here. We got AFC, NFC, AFC. Uh, That's just going to screw up my line of thinking a little bit. (laughs) 
Um, I mean, if this is already a bogus list, I mean, they're not, please don't tell me that they have the Chiefs anywhere. No, in the top no, 10 no, this no, list. no, 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 no. Okay, thank goodness. I was uh, starting to think that this was just a farce. Kansas City comes in uh, at 14. Okay, well, yeah. that's still too that's high. a little high. Yeah, um, I would say even these picks, one of them, you're going to be like, what? <laughs> we have we've trashed him on this show. I have trashed him on this show. Some of their players, um, and then. The other one seems like very, very projection based, but not has happened yet. And uh, the other one you don't really think about. You think about the offensive side of the ball. Okay. Projection based. Do they put the Jets on there no. because of their recent dra- no. draft picks? No. Okay. I didn't know if they were going to do that um, with uh, Sauce Gardner, yeah. who just got drafted there. Yeah. Um, hmm. Let's see. Are the 49ers on this list? Uh, they are not in the top three. 49ers clock in. I'm still, they're way past. They're 16. Okay. All right. They're a D line heavy team, though. So. Okay. And they would be stupid if they stuck the Seahawks on here because yeah, Jamal not Adams is severely yeah. overrated. Jamal Adams no. recently. Um, oh, yeah. What was that article, too? Was that Pro Football Focus as well, who ranked him above Jordan Poyer? Yeah. Yeah. That, that was kind of bogus that's as well. True. Yeah. He's he's just awful in coverage, but he gets like sack numbers and stuff like that. Two interceptions. He's basically a, he's basically a glorified linebacker. Yeah. This is a good Madden player, though. All right, I'm going to yeah. give you these because it is kind of bonkers that they have this team at number three. They have Cleveland Browns with Denzel Ward, Greg Newsom the second, Greedy Williams, John Johnson the third, and Grant Dilippet as the third best secondary unit, followed by Green Bay and the Miami Dolphins, headlined by Xavier Howard and Byron bleeping Jones. To be fair, I would put both of those. I was, I mean, I thought that those were actually like the answers that I was looking for. And I thought that this was a silly list. Okay. I I would put both those guys in the, both those teams in the top six. I mean, Cleveland secondary is, is, has come on like this last year. Um, And it was, it was always ironic because they could never come around when Baker was actually playing good. Um, which, you know, this year Baker obviously played badly and, uh, they couldn't get it done the way that they described it. Miami's Miami's secondary has always been a little bit overrated there. I mean, we, we always overrate (laughs) or underrate Miami's secondary because they blow against Josh Allen. They're good. That's what we we see (laughs) twice a year, but they're, they're decent against people who aren't, you know, the second coming. We have to remember that they also play the Patriots and the Jets twice. Right. As but, do we. <laughs> yeah, as do we. Um, they say on here, Xavier Howard has 27 interceptions since he's been in the NFL, and that's the highest. Um, but they have... Uh, Among corners or all all secondary like players? No player has more interceptions than Xavier Howard's 27 since he entered the NFL. That's the oh, stat. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, that's so, a cool stat. Yeah. But, I mean, if you look at how many touchdowns he's given up against the Bills... Maybe. Yeah. But anyway, almost as many as interceptions. Yeah. yeah. Um, And then you have the Bills at six. I would probably flip the Bills all the way up with Cleveland and then maybe flip Miami and Green Bay. And then I'd say it's fine. So, what makes you think that the Bills aren't number one in that case? uh, They're going to be relying on a rookie and. I was listening to something. I wish I could give credit to it, but they were saying rookie corners 
enter the NFL in the first four games, they're like, holy crap, these guys are fast NFL receivers. It's different from college. And they kind of get lit up to start the season. And then they kind of improve as the season goes on. And then your final four or five games into the season, you'll have like, a, you know, a starter level corner if they have the that first round potential. And then going into year two, you might see a, a Pro Bowl leap. Um, and having to rely on Elam for, you know, some moderate success with Dane Jackson uh, platooning back there if Trey White's not ready to go. I, w- I will say that that's the big factor there, too. So another thing that I want to add to that argument too is obviously what you said is correct. Like if Kyer Elam has to play the first four games of the season as cornerback one, we might see him struggle a little bit. Um, But that's okay. Also, that's okay. In the ideal scenario where Trey White is back, I don't anticipate that like really tough getting beat all the time. Um, Not because of Kyer Elam is better than any other corner who's entered the league. um, But because of the scheme that the bills play yes. that like yes. the bills have consistently, you know, rolled out a scheme that is cornerback two friendly, mm-hmm. you know, cornerback two has never been a position where you're like, Oh God, look, who's getting beat again. I mean, unless you go back to the days where, you know, Mr. Retire at <laughs> halftime was, was back there and kind Fonte of uh, Davis. You know, yeah. <laughs> yes. But yeah, no, the bills have a zone heavy scheme. We think that once Kyer Elam develops a little bit more, they might be able to do a little bit more man-to-man than they have in the past because he's more athletic than Levi Wallace. But yeah, I don't think that he's going to get thrown to the wolves right away if he only has to play cornerback too. Might be a different story if he's, you know, playing on top wide receivers to start and the Bills don't have a lot of um, bad quarterback matchups like they did last year um, to help with that, which was a little bit of the reason why their secondary was able to do so good after Trey White went down. But yeah, so I, I don't I don't anticipate a big struggle from him, but definitely could if Trey White is out for more than four weeks. We were just so spoiled by Trey White coming in so soon, so successfully. But again, the, the scheme helps him, which is why you saw. I mean, they ranked the corners as well, and they put Trey at like seven to ten or something like that. They didn't put him at the top yeah, five. That's garbage. Garbage because of the scheme, right? And but you saw the Bills manipulate man and zone defense more last year against quarterbacks that might not be able to handle pressure. Like the bills went a lot of man coverage on Mac Jones. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, so I I saw this article where when we were talking about Dane Jackson stepping in and Levi Wallace playing well um, by Elena Getzenberg on uh, new year's day of last year. So the bills were coming into like week 17. And um, so the bills had played four games up to this point uh, without Trey white. And the article is on, how the f- defense is fared without all pro corner Trey White. And these stats um, with White versus without White, the dropbacks, it was 345 versus 199. The quarterback rating against us with Trey White is 23.1 without 31.3. Yards per dropback goes from 4.9 to 5.5. The touchdowns to interception ratios. Six touchdowns versus 13 picks. And without White, we have five touchdowns versus six picks. The sack rate went down one full percent from 5.5 to 4.5. And the blitz rate went up a full 10% from 23% to 33%. And um, Dane Jackson, a couple of things about him, right? Jackson allowed um, four receptions on five targets against New England and complied a 75.6 passer rating against 
but he wasn't giving up the deep shot, right? He was not hurting them on the field. And that is to go. We haven't even mentioned the names yet of Micah Hyde and Jordan Poirier, the umbrella that they provide the safety position for these cornerbacks is unreal. Uh, the interception Micah Hyde had against new England is just perfect in my brain. Cause I don't remember who's playing corner on that play. I don't know if it was Jackson or Wallace, but they got beat barely and Micah Hyde saved the day. And it does happen. I think it was, I think it was Levi Wallace on that play. It does happen, right? They're not cornerbacks are human, especially when you're playing against these wide receivers that are making 25, $30 million. But it's, again, it's not like he also like totally messed up the play either because yeah. he knew that he had help over the top. Yeah. So he's, he's okay. If somebody gets a little bit behind him, yeah. you know, his, his job is the underneath, yeah. you know, side of that receiver. And you get a lot of comeback routes against safeties like that. Cause right. You're trying to play against, you know, if you have Micah Hyde and Jordan Poirier, these ball Hawks up on the top and you're strong, corners backing up into the deep thirds you're trying to attack those crevices between the linebackers and the corners and then the the holes in the on the slots right where the it's more one-on-one matchup and you have your secondary guy step up and make a tackle but all in all just there the fact that putting them at six going all the way back to the article is just crazy to me i think it's just a shot at poyer and hyde because no other team has a duo like them and they both graded top eight grades at the position according to pff so if you put them and then you have Teron johnson at number seven right theoretically they ranked him as the seventh slot corner seventh best slot corner and uh, a guy like dane jackson coming in to like his third or fourth year of the system trey white coming off an injury and a first round pick you got to put them at least in, you know top five like this i i will say this their upside is higher than anyone's in the league for sure. Like there, there are a lot of factors that could go into this, right? We know that Trey White might not be back for the first four of the season. Kyrie Elam, you know, trips over his shoelaces for the first <laughs> half of the season. Yeah. You could have Jordan Poyer could hold out for all of training camp and, you know, be cold going into the season. You know, Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer have always been so, so solid. So there's no reason to expect them not to be. But who knows? Maybe one of them age starts to catch up. You know, I don't want to say the I word for anybody. Yeah. You know, and all that stuff is in play for all teams at all times. You know, teams have asked rookies to do more than they're going to ask Kyer Elam. Yeah. Um, but don't you think that their ceiling is the highest in the NFL? Yeah. I mean, who else out of those teams has a higher ceiling? I mean, who's who was Tampa Bay's secondary again? We got safety, Mike Edwards, safety, Antoine Winfield Jr., nickel cornerback, Sean Murphy Bunting. Outside corner, Jamil Dean. Outside corner, Carlton Davis. But you're absolutely right. Is our secondary having the highest ceiling? Because look, you have at least three all-pro high ceiling and a corner in Taron Johnson that could be all-pro nickel corner. He could be, yeah. Yeah. He's definitely in that conversation. Yeah. So, I mean, you have four four out of five secondary positions with four players that are in the top six of their position group. And we are not even mentioning the fact that we have the best coverage linebacker in the NFL in Matt Milano. And I I would say that. And Tremaine Edmonds is no slouch with a six, six wingspan and a four, four 40. Like he takes up space, whether you like him or not, you're not the quarterback has a window that is smaller due to his freak of nature, athleticism and size, whether you like Trey, 
Tremaine Edmonds or not. If you put him out there, you put his arms out in an airplane position, he's going to take up space. A quarterback will not throw it, whether he's a bum or not, whatever you want to say, whether he's worth X amount of dollars or not. And Matt Milano's a freak on the feet. So that's not even taking, like, you're right. They didn't even take that into account. So um, I just, I love it. I'm really excited. We're, the offense is getting a lot of love as they should. This is exactly why we had an episode called how are the bills not going to win the Super yeah, Bowl? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> yeah. yeah. With a new D line, we're going to sack them so much more too. Exactly. Uh, like oh, man. 16 oh, man. sacks. Yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, I really think that the, the biggest thing that we're, and maybe we should do an episode on this is the offensive line. Like we're kind of writing off the offensive line is like, eh, they'll be fine. They no, they're going to be good. Be, These new guys be that better, we got, they're good. Be Robert Sapple, last year. Good. Roger, Roger Saffold did struggle a little bit in Tennessee. Um, he was still ranked like the top 10 guard in the NFL though. But yeah, no, I feel like, I feel like if the offensive line has its stuff together, then any of the run struggles that we had last year to start are not going to be there. So yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm betting every single bills game. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be a hell of a season and we're all excited. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I really think that pro football focus, that was, that had to be clickbait. Yeah. yeah. Well, they got a 21 minute episode out of us on it. It's true. So it's <laughs> true. It works. All right. We got some trivia for you guys. We're going to take a really quick break uh, to get an ad in and then uh, we'll be right back. So stick around for some trivia. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Some bonus trivia I gave you the one earlier from PFF, but we'll just give that up from PFF. So, yeah, thumbs down. This is Buffalo Bills trivia, and we're sticking with secondaries. We're talking about since 2005, there have been 18 players that have had an interception return for a touchdown as a Buffalo Bill. Can you name them? Oh, <laughs> I'm digging deep 18. for this trivia, man. There's no cards. I had to create this. Not 18 with the cards. players? 18 players since 05. Oh, that's a lot. That's yes. a lot. Okay, I'm going to start writing them down. All right, Taron Johnson, <laughs> the most famous <laughs> Hang one. Hang on, I'm I'm crossing them off as we go. Yep, he's playing it's from okay. 18 to my, uh, my notes keep correcting Taron to Aaron. Yeah, it's it, That's T-A-R-O-N. the third time in a row. Yeah. Yeah. I I know. It, it, it actually like won't let me type Taron. One that I will say, he was on the roster. I had to type it with two N's to get it to not autocorrect. That's frustrating. 
If you, if you type the same thing three times, they should turn off autocorrect <laughs> at that point. You got to go to your settings and do it. You got to fix it. Apparently. This is on my Mac, not on my phone. There's a way sure to do it on your Mac would. too. You got to go to like your keyboard settings. Well, I don't want to turn yeah. off autocorrect completely. I just want it like third time's a charm. <laughs> you know? I did it for anyway. one word. I don't know. Anyways. Yeah. We don't need to talk about this. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Terry one, Johnson. Yes. Let Micah me give Hyde. You, yes. Micah Hyde. That was, uh, I remember hit off of Tyreek Hill's hands in the Chiefs game. Yep, the 360, he did the uh, 360 spin, right? The 360 spin was the um, the onside kick. Oh, yeah. You're thinking of. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, that, that pick six just fell into his hands. Yes, I just watched uh, it. I'm going to go ahead and say that Trey White has a pick six. I can't remember specifically. Uh, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> the first uh, came a lot later yesterday. Yeah, no, <laughs> I mean, that was... That was, uh, yeah. All right, Taron Johnson, Micah Hyde. Let's see, uh, Jarius Bird. Uh, yep, he has two. Oh, man, 22? No, 18 players total, and you have... Oh, sorry, it was 22 yesterday. Yeah, I will give That's you a the- bonus here. Taquito Spikes is on the roster in 05. He did not have one in 05, so I could not count him on the list, but he had one in previous seasons in 04. So he's okay. he's the closest uh right there. But everybody's after that. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say, so this list doesn't include Sam Adams, obviously. He or, just uh, missed the cut. I know. Pat Williams also. <laughs> yeah, yep, just missed the uh, cut. Damn, big boy interceptions. Yeah. There's a couple of familiar names that we had. Uh yes. I think uh, let, okay, so Jordan Poyer. Had a pick six off of Tom Brady. Yep. That was a good moment. Let's see here. I'm trying to uh, remember Bill's secondary players running into the end zone. <laughs> and not getting players ran into the opposite end zone against them. There are Correct. a lot of drought players on here. Uh, Paul plus Lesney. Let's no. take a shot in the dark here. <laughs> no. <laughs> the light stayed dark, John. The light stayed dark. <laughs> Okay, let's 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 start with some uh, other cornerbacks. Uh, how about Aaron? Or uh, sorry, safeties. Aaron Williams. No, did he have one? <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> I'm getting lit up on this. Um, it's good trivia. I should before I go too far back into the drought. I guess I should stick with the. There's the a lot of drought the... players. I'm telling you. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> you all might right. have to go up. far back into the drought <laughs> at some point, whether you want to go now or later. Okay, uh, Nate Clements. Yes. He had five. He had the most for the Buffalo Bills history, playing from 01 to 06. His last one came in 06. So he just made the cut. He was the first name I wrote down. Nice. Okay. Let's think. Uh, George Wilson. George Wilson was not on here. What? But he definitely did. I mean, he might not have had pick sixes. He might have just had picks. No, he definitely did. I'm watching it on YouTube in 07. It wasn't on. Wow. the I must have missed that. I picked. He must only have one. Okay. So I took because the list was the only one. How the heck did I miss this? You know, I love this guy. We were just talking about him. We were just talking about him. All right. I'm searching this right now. Tony Romo. It's a third and 11 from their two yard line. He drops back to throw. Throws it over the middle. George Wilson picks it off at the 25. 
and he runs it into the corner of the end zone. George Wilson with one pick six. You are right. Okay, so there's 19 names. Yeah, see, it didn't get me any closer to the end. (laughs) (laughs) I did this yesterday, too. I messed it up again yesterday. That's all right. You know, who knows what other names we're missing. (laughs) Well, I want to search this now. I had the article, Buffalo Bills. Hopefully it was a clerical error. It was like football. Whoever wrote the article. Football database. Yeah, it's right here. I got it. Interceptions returned for touchdowns all time. It goes to anybody who has one and Wilson not on here. All right, I'm going to control F the search. All right. Um, do we have any defensive linemen on this list? Oh, I, yes. Yes. He's a D end. He played for the bills from 2003 to 2012. He finished with 32 and a half sacks. One touchdown that came in 2007. Um, Oh, this is the guy that we used to argue about. Um, if Aaron Trouble? Nope, he's not on here. Oh, Aaron Trouble is on here. I lied. He also is a lineman that had one. He played from 01 to 09. Um, and he okay, also, sorry, I had my years. I had my years messed yeah, up. Yeah, but he is the partner of this DN. Yeah, I liked Aaron Trouble. Aaron Trouble was good. Aaron Trouble's sack numbers are seventy eight. From 01 oh, yeah. sorry, to 09. Sorry. So, I mean, Aaron Trouble was double the production of this guy. And uh, right. Aaron Trouble finished his career with one touchdown and three interceptions. So, out of his three, out of, that's a 33% run back rate. That's, that's pretty good, Aaron yeah, Trouble. Yeah, yeah. He was good. Um, all right. Uh, one more. About this other defensive line. Um, 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 might have to uh, play the initial game here. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's got a doppelganger on Wikipedia who's an American-born jazz saxophonist, composer, and a music critic. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Hit, hit me with the initials. Uh, CK. Oh, Chris Kelsey. Yes. 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 There Good we job. Go. Yeah. Took me a second. Yes. All right. Keep going. Uh, how many we got left? Nine, ten, eleven more. Oof, oof. All right, how many linebackers we got? Let's start there. Uh, one, two, three, four, four or five. I'm not sure if one of them is linebacker or not. Okay. Uh, any players still on the team? No. Okay. We got any players the from the 2017 playoff team with Tyrod? You got Poyer and you got Hyde. Yes, there's one. And then one that ended in 16. And then one that ended in 15. And one from 2020. Kind of famous player from 2020. For, the, for bad reasons. Okay, is it Mr. <laughs> Retire at halftime? No. Okay. It's like, there's no, no way, right? No. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you get a pick six in one and a half games and then forget um, about it. The um, McBean. Yeah. So let's go with uh, Roby. Uh, Nikal Roby from 2013 to 2016. He's on this list. Yes. Yes. Okay. Also got to think of, um, I'm trying to remember other Jeff Schwartz era players. Yes, there's a couple um, of those. Yeah. Um, You're missing a couple big ones that I thought you would get right off the bat that we talk about regularly. Uh, okay. Uh, Kiko Alonso? 
No. No. <laughs> the one guy we talk about regularly. I would say we don't talk about Kiko regularly. We don't. We don't. Pat loves Kiko Alonso. That's why I just thought, you know, because he's always bringing up Kiko whenever he yeah. can. Oh my God. I remember talking on the phone with Pat for over two hours after Kiko Alonso, you know, tore his ACL and, you know, preseason yeah. or something like that. We're like, the season's over. It's done. Yeah. Our, our, can you remember those days when, like, the best thing we had to look forward to was the breakout linebacker? Yeah. You know, hey, I loved when they got shady too and they're looking forward to leading the league in rushing. Right. Right. <laughs> like, whatever. Um, oh, that's so funny. All right. Okay. Come on. You got to get this. Okay. You're throwing me off track. I was thinking about Jeff Schwartz players here. Um, uh, Jeff Schwartz, Jim Schwartz. Um, yeah. One okay. of these is a Jim Schwartz player. Gosh, I always have trouble that remembering these guys' names uh, for some reason. Guy who went to the Eagles. No, he's not on here. Darby. No, no, not Darby. Um, the other guy. Or was that Roby who went to the Eagles? No, the one we just talked about. Remember, we yes, just talked about like him. last episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I told you, I'm so bad with names. <laughs> the one I that's the unit so of measurement. Remember that? Are, you'll understand this. Okay, Brandon, we have been watching For All Mankind. We <laughs> yes, are on yes. the second episode of season three. Okay. And I still call people, what's their name? Yeah, I don't know. On names, that show. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, like that Gordo too with TV shows. Only, yeah, he's easy to know, but that's about it. Yeah, exactly. Everyone yeah. else, I'm like, uh, you know, that that Karen over there. Oh, that her name actually is Karen. Yes. Sorry. You know. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know the names. Uh, but that's me in a lot of TV shows also. Like, it's not same, just... Same. Yeah. But yeah, no. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure I'm like a lot of people when I meet somebody, I'm so worried about what I'm going to say next that I forget to remember their name. And right. so it takes, takes a couple tries. Um, well, obviously, if you... Got a pick six. It was not enough. <laughs> I, guess so. I guess so. I probably screamed this name at the top of my lungs before. Um, I'm telling you, games. there's these three right in front of me. You know, we talk about one all the time. The other one famously is on a not top 10 for the Bills, but it would be a top 10 for this player that he attempted to tackle. Um, and then there's a bunch of Schwartz players, early draw year players. This is your prime right here. You would know most of these guys. Okay. Let's, uh, what was that last hint you gave me? Like this was a, a not top 10. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Corey Graham, Corey Graham. All yes. Right. Thank That's you. what we were talking about. That's what yeah, I was... from 14 to 17. Nice. Now I've got that unblocked in my brain. <laughs> okay. Now here comes the, uh, <laughs> here comes the train and it's empty. Linebacker from Jim Schwartz era. Keep going. The player that I'm referencing about the top top ten was a corner from 2020. A corner from not. Uh, oh, 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 oh! Oh my God, he had a pick six. Josh Norman. Yep, he got a touchdown. I. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I remember I'm that, right. and I remember the thinking like, oh is, wow, Josh Norman got a pick six. Yeah, the hint is from when he got stiff armed, obviously from Derrick Henry. Right. Right. Yep. yep. All right, Josh Norman. Sorry, I forgot to update my list. I also said Corey Graham. Okay. Zach, Zach Brown? Uh, <laughs> not Zach. Oh, uh, the other Brown. Um, God, why did I think Byron <laughs> He's Brown? not why the country did, why music, did, why, Brown. Why did Byron Brown go through my head? Um, um, Preston Brown. Yes, good job. From 14 to 17. How many we got left? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, shit. I'm telling you, there's two softballs that you should get. Semi-recent, pure in the middle of the drought, good players, famous 
Okay, let's think about some uh, some drought heroes here. He's been on the drought hero, probably both of them. Uh, positions? Corner. Both corners. Okay. Yep. One's, again, probably more famous for costing the Bills. Terrence the McGee. Yep, Terrence McGee is the one that I have the jersey of that we talk about all the time because we got to fix the mic on the McGee jersey. <laughs> and this other player was a first-round pick in 2008 and played till 2015. Famously fumbled a game away. Oh, I forget. I always think that that is McGee. Um, I know, this, but it's not, guy, it's not. This is the guy who fumbled it out of the end zone in the Patriots game or, or took it out of the end zone. Um <laughs> <laughs> what's that me being mad thinking about that game oh yeah yeah yeah. it's that guy switch numbers with cj spiller 21 <laughs> right yeah mcgee and this player might get a sponsorship from mcdonald's i know it's a mick uh, i keep thinking <laughs> mcgee but that's running back oh uh, um, he is not a popeye's biscuit away from being overweight Mixed in. Um. Oh, keep going, man. Oh, these people are going to hate you. <laughs> yes, they are. The player, God. what's his name? The player that, that's the biscuit away from Popeye's Biscuit. Kelvin Benjamin. Oh, I know. No, Leotis McKelvin. McKelvin. Gosh darn it, man. God. Leotis this is McKelvin. so painful for Finally. everybody listening. Wow. Oh, I'm, I'm, it's painful for me to sit still in this chair. All right. Just, yeah. so, just, okay, just so everybody knows, when you inevitably smash your phone after listening to this, <laughs> we are not responsible for replacement costs. All right. We have one, two, three, four, five left. Um, two very decent players. You would you would know the linebacker. This linebacker played from 02 to 06. Uh, another one from 11 to 12. Another one from 07 to 13. Another one from 04 to 08. And another one from 09 to 11. We've gotten 14 of 19. Mr. H says that's a 74. So if you want to take the C for a grade, you can call Let, it. Let's see if I can get like one more. It's seventy three point six. It rounds up to seventy four. Okay, who was uh, who played after Takio Spikes and before Puzzlesny? We talked about this specific player. I know, like literally last episode. It's a location in the world. His first name is a location in the world overseas. London Fletcher. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say it's like all I need is a hint. Okay, hit me with some hints. I was gonna say for another hint, it's about a bridge falling down. Like London Bridges Flying Time. Oh, nice, um, nice. Again, this player's last name is also a location overseas in Europe. Are you Googling where it is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in Italy. What what region of Italy are we talking about? Not that that's going to help me Central. out anyway. Central Italy. Okay. Um, oh, what's that middle part called? I've literally been there. I should know this. You have been here, man. You've been here. Okay, well, we started in Venice and then we drove through. It's the uh, capital of Italy's Tuscany region. Oh, home, that's what that's actually what I was trying to think of as Tuscany is home um, to many masterpieces of Renaissance art and architecture. 
you're gonna have to give it to me because I don't know if I've actually Drayton given... Florence. Gosh darn it! Oh, Florence, Italy. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right, yeah, we I'm didn't. We didn't go to Florence. Long. That was that's why I was confused. Okay, okay. Um, and then let's see. Let me give you. Some that was tips. a good hint, though. Yeah, I thought so too. He went well with the London. Dude, Drayton Florence. Can you imagine if he was on the team right now? Like, we need a name for this secondary, right? Yeah. You could yeah. name that secondary Florence and the Machine. Yeah. That'd yeah. be a badass secondary name. Like, we, yeah. like, our secondary is so good, it deserves a name. Like, you yeah. know, the Seahawks he, have the Legion of does. Boom and yeah. stuff like that. So, um, yeah, we need, we need a name for these guys. Um, this player on the list, I have him. He played from 04 to 08, signed with the Bills in 04 as an undrafted free agent, played mostly as nickel and dime back on special teams. In 08, he started the first 10 games recording two pick sixes before suffering injury. In March of 09, he signs a four-year deal with the New Orleans Saints, um, had a pick six then, uh, came back for the playoffs in which he won a Super Bowl. So for Buffalo... Uh, he ended up with four interceptions, you know, two touchdowns, a fumble. Um, I'm trying to remember because um, whenever you say New Orleans, I always think Jerry is bird, um, but we already got him. Obviously, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Give me, give me some initials. J G. A player with the same last name played for the Sabers. Oh, Sabers, yes. Uh, oh. I can see the Sabres player, uh, Jabari Greer. Yes. There we go. Good job. Good job. Uh, And then we got, you mentioned (laughs) the mayor's name earlier and they share a first name here. Oh, Byron. um, I just think Byron Pringle now because he's in the, I'm going to kick myself when I hear this, but hit me with it. Uh, Nick. Oh, Byron Scott. Byron Scott. Byron Scott. Okay. Yep. Yep. Byron lesser Scott. known, lesser known name. Yeah, and then one more that I just gave you his first name. Um, I'll just give it to you, Nick Barnett. Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that one either. Yeah. So you did really good, John. You got uh, eighteen out of nineteen. Nice. Only took me three hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, okay. Well, hopefully, hopefully, I can edit this episode down a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. I mean, there's times where, you know, if there's any pauses, you can cut that out. Oh yeah, of course, of course. Give you something to do. Yeah, I'm gonna take out a bunch of the. Hmm. These trivia's are fun. They're not easy to come up with without the cards, but I like that. Uh, yeah, it's a lot kinda... more easy to remember Bills players when I just have like a little bit of a hint to to yeah. jog my memory. Like, and Pat's good at doing that. He's the good jogger of memories. Like he can say something that kind of clicks in your brain. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Jabari Greer is like, again, like I haven't said that name in probably 10 years, but still remember that guy very Mm -hmm. clearly. But anyway, that's going to do it for this one. You guys know where to find us on Twitter at not buff podcast. Our fantasy league is currently full. Um, So that'll be fun. Looking forward to uh, playing with some of you listeners this season and taking your money. Just kidding. Um, (laughs) Yeah, right. John. But no, it'll be fun. We're looking forward to it. It should be a good time. We'll keep you updated, and we should see you here next Wednesday. So uh, until then, go Bills. Go Bills.